you live your life, I live my life, and let's be civil with it, with each other. Let's be decent human being beings, and I won't um, ask your opinion about things. has been the longest i think since we've recorded another episode for puto and sequate yes it's been a while since we had an enlightening discussion <laughs> and nanomana <laughs> why did it take so long for us to upload another podcast daming nangyari sa life i'd say um the last time we had a podcast recording Um, I think we did a couple of episodes, right? I think the right. record stuff for Miss Universe and something else. And then mm-hmm. it didn't air out. Um, and that's fine. And then, you know, I went to Sharkau, went there and stayed there for like three months and was hoping never to come back again. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm still here. But yeah, um, that kind of happened. And just really like, natural flow of life ragued like daming ganap and all that happened right right so a lot of things happened to Cebu or that happened a lot of surges I think we went through two surges right Delta that was the yeah. first surge and then uh, early this year Omicron so yeah. we had to deal with a lot of shit we didn't have time to think about enlightening ourselves in a political discussion. So, yeah, we needed to take care of ourselves first. So that's I it, nec- I think. Sorry. I, go, go. I was gonna say, I think it's necessary as well. Because, you know, how could we have created, you know, another content if we didn't, you know, experience life in a way? And True. And, And in between the breaks, I remembered us chatting every now and then, like, Rar, this is going to be our next topic for the next episode. Like, And wala lang. I think we had to build that um, hunger for another episode and just really waiting for the right time. I think now is a good time to record another episode for Puto and Sikwate because... Um, a lot of things are going on with the electoral, electoral you know, campaign and, and the whole thing, the shenanigans and um, the election 2022 is coming right up this May. Daming cheese right. already. It's very... Daming um, ganap, girl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's going to be our episode. Like, we're gonna go through, like, just navigating through the whole electoral climate, the circusry and stuff. Um, we we don't wanna really discuss about the candidates for this episode. Like, it's not gonna be about that. It's a lot broader and more relatable to, to a lot of us in a sense that, you know, we're gonna discuss a few things that, a normal voter 
is going through right now during this time and age, right? So, yeah, Rari, I think let's start off with what you've just experienced last week. Um, you've actually attended VP Len- Lenny's grand rally um, here in yeah, Cebu. So, How was it? Yeah, so right off the bat, just a disclaimer, I'm a VP Lenny supporter. So for anybody who uh, doesn't agree with me, feel free to turn this off right now and <laughs> just take care of yourself and leave this podcast because you might get hurt. Um, yeah, like I went last week to VP Lenny's rally in Cebu. It was in Southwestern University, Finma. Uh, there were lots of people and I didn't really expect it to be that much I, I knew that there were a lot of people going yeah like a lot of my friends a lot of the people in my circles are gonna go I was expecting like familiar faces but I didn't expect it to be that much I mean <laughs> I mean girl it was like a rock star concert or like <laughs> like a really? rock concert yeah so everybody was like shouting and like some people were br- bringing um what they call that light sticks for K-pop yeah, fans. Yeah, Yeah, generally the mood was like very festive, and I'd expect that from Cebuano since we mm-hmm. have Sinulog every year. So that's why I even made a story on Instagram saying, "Para na Sinulog na ako besh, naglalakad lakad ako papuntang ano, <laughs> papuntang Mardi Gras." <laughs> like so. It was so fun that way. Kulang na lang yung mga face paint and yung mga paraphernalia na ginagamit natin, yung mga props natin tuwing sinulog, yung <laughs> alcoholic drinks siguro. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, street the party. whole thing was, yeah, it's like a street party. So the whole thing was really festive and really fun. I didn't really feel any kind of animosity from the crowd no, or there wasn't there wasn't this feeling of hate towards any particular candidate although there were like maraming mga patutsada dito at doon mm-hmm. sa mga <laughs> sa mga kandidatong ano bulok pero uh, in general it was a really positive experience it was a really positive event um Juan Carlos Labajo went there um, the one who sang Buen yeah. <laughs> that, that guy. <laughs> that. Yes, and then yeah. Sharon was there. Um, Gabalitan was from, there. Yeah. And then when VP Lenny spoke, the crowd went wild. I mean, I, I could have lost my voice. <laughs> yeah, literally, I lost my voice afterwards. So, like, I couldn't speak for a few hours probably so the next morning I, I i regained my voice anyway but i was like jumping and shouting and like screaming lenny 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 and screaming da ogna da ogna <laughs> yeah anyway so yeah that was the general feeling and i really hope that vp lenny will win the next election for so. a lot of reasons yeah, yeah. so yeah just disclaimer for everybody who's listening we are VP Lenny supporters here. <laughs> so that might, like, when we discuss the topics that we're, we've prepared for the night, that might come in the discussion. It might inform our opinions. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Fair warning. Yeah, it's hard to, like, take that out of the equation. But again, like, just reminding everyone who's listening that we're not here to promote Lenny in any way as, you, you know, as 
like how Rari answered my question, it was more of a personal experience for him. We're not throwing any arguments why you should vote for Lenny. So, kana lang. We just wanna set that parameter, right? Because at the end of the day, this discussion is for everybody. Um, the the topic is really targeted to the broader demographic, not just to like a specific set of you know a political party supporters. So, we just wanna say it out there, but. Yeah, we're we're Lenny voters. <laughs> At least, di ba informed okay. sila, di ba? Like, wala yeah. ano, wala plastic kaya nga murag. Oh, uh, hello, murag neutral, neutral <laughs> Like, girl, hello. You, it's the election is coming up. Like, it's really close. By now, you should have a vote ready, right? Or if you you don't have it ready, like, do your research now. Like, hello. But yeah. So anyway, thanks for sharing that, Roar. I wasn't able to attend that, so I'm really happy that it turned out really well. Because, you know, I was there. Um, by, uh, in spirit. Uh, in spirit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, ayun. thank you to all the Lenny supporters who went there. So yeah, um, I guess one of the things that we should also um, like, point out other than the recent grand rallies happening for each of the candidates uh lang yun. like recently the um presidential and the vp debates were aired out um through cnn so it was hosted by cnn um it's a I was really happy that it turned out that way like um except that not all of the candidates were there um, sadly, you know, BBM and Sarah Duterte weren't able to join. Um, it would have been a really good chance for everyone to, you know, um, really showcase their political acumen um, and to share their stance on very important um, issues that plague the, you know, the government. So on that note, I think we just like to point out that one of the topics that we want to discuss for tonight is the importance of debates during election and why do we need to hear from our candidates mm-hmm. uh, about their platforms, about what they think about certain issues, certain crucial uh, decisions that they, they need to make later on when they become president. So like, yeah, they're going to be president for the next six years. We want to pick mm-hmm. their brains on a, a lot of these cru- crucial issues, right? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, coming from, you know, we both came from a debating background, right, during college. So we really understand the value of having debates. Um, it's nothing, like, even if we, even after our, you know, debate careers, like, <laughs> short-lived, <laughs> golden years, not to. <laughs> But it really, it really stuck, uh, uh, stuck in us na kanang to really look at things critically without as much emotional bias, I would say, and to have these discussions and look at them um, from a perspective of you know what can we learn from these discussions? What am I not seeing as a voter? Like ano bang hindi ko alam in terms of like the political candidate I'm voting for, right? Or this particular candidate? I think. Debate discussions, um, like the ones hosted by CNN, really allow us to see, you know, like not really tinood, but like you know, there it's still lip service at the end of the day, right? Because there's they're they're just saying their stance. We really don't know how they will execute them. 
but it really goes to show like unsa lang character sa karon pa lang um and their conviction with regards to certain issues yeah so do you think jo that all candidates in an election should join the debates hosted by uh, our journalists like everybody should join right do you agree mm-hmm. Because they're they're running for public office, I think they should, right? They do media, um, they do media campaigns once they get elected, and that's just like an inch of what the responsibility is. Because at the end of the day, they also have to show up for diplomatic, um, you know, conferences abroad. Um, they're not just going to be talking to our journalists; they're also going to be. Talking to and representing the Philippines to international diplomats out there. So, it for me, honestly, lang not shading any particular candidate. <laughs> <laughs> but this is an elementary test for anyone who wants to run for that position. Like you should have the balls to be asked by those questions and answer them like on the spot. I mean, I mean, it's so can't. basic, right? <laughs> I know. These are just Filipino journalists for crying out loud, and you don't have the balls to face them. How much more if you're gonna be asked by Amanpour or CNN or you know from those media like outlets that have no any particular interest, like personal interest to our you know Philippine politics other than to deliver it as facts. So you have to have the balls from the get go. Totoo, I mean, totoo hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, VP Lani also touched on this during the presidential debates that showing up in the most difficult times shows character and your demeanor as a leader. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a leader, you need to be there in the most difficult times, right? Regardless of the situation. Or you need to try harder to be present in situations where the public demands your presence. Yeah. So one of these things would be the debates because the debates give us a chance to compare the different candidates and their stand on, on these different issues, right? So it helps us in the election process to weigh out our options, right? We currently have 10 candidates for president. You just expect us to know mm-hmm. everything about them without any chance for us to scrutinize them. I mean, that's the point of having debates. It's or- in order for us to compare and scrutinize all of their, um, like pick, picking their brains on these yeah. different issues and topics. And these issues are not just trivial, you know, discussions or like what we're doing now. I, I, I mean, this could pass as like a trivial discussion that mm-hmm. nobody would probably care. <laughs> but these topics that they're going to discuss will affect a lot of Filipinos or will affect a lot of people. It can even affect people outside the country. I mean, for example, just hearing from them what they think about uh, the Ukraine and Russia issue, how they're going to navigate the difficult uh, political climate that R- Russia and Ukraine is creating, gives us an idea on how they are also going to apply that on issues similar to like similar to Ukraine, but applies to us. So, for example, it might be applicable on our issue with China. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that because, you know, the Ukraine and Russia issue, it's a, it's a global um, issue, although it's a bit distant from us. Like, but, you know, um, 
it really affects us at the end of the day um, in terms of like, you know, our relations with the Western um, countries, right? And it's good to see our candidates. Again, at the end of the day, it really is just to showcase their acumen, like how much they know um, about global issues um, that affect our nation, that, you know, um, at the end of the day, they have to address as presidents or vice president. Yeah, and people also have to remember that the president's speech is actually policy. So whenever they say something publicly, it's even recognized by the international community as policy. So that's why speech is important. Words matter. The words that come out of a president's mouth matter. Um, Just like what um, Lee Sian Long did uh, during the pandemic or during his address to the nation, it became a guideline for the Singaporeans on how to navigate the pandemic. And if you have a president who's just blabbering there and doesn't know what he's talking about, like spitting out expletives like putang ina, and we don't really have a clear direction or guidelines on these certain issues or topics, then we'll probably be lost children once again. Mm-hmm. So we need, we need to know that a president has clarity and direction whenever they speak. That's a really good point, Roar. Um, let's address that President Duterte's regime. Like, I would... 110% say that he isn't really a statesman. Like, he's a president, no, he's but he's not. not a statesman. Like, he doesn't do very well in terms of public relations. Like, you know, we've witnessed it in the past, like how very careless he was, uh, you know, during his speeches and his pronouncements to the, um, to the, to the nation. Um, what do you think about those people who are accustomed to that already? You know, um, They've, they've allowed someone like that in public office. They've, they've tolerated that kind of decorum and would say something like, you know, in yung presidential debates, at the end of the day, we want to see actions, not someone who just, you know, says nice things to people. Right. Just going back to my point, words are actions. Speech is action. Speech creates tangible effects. So let's start with that premise. If we're just going to assume every day or every time that what words come, comes out of a president's mouth is just words, they don't really hold water, then we're just going to continue this culture of not holding to account candidates or you know, officials whenever they pronounce very harmful um, statements. Like when Duterte like discriminated women during her during his speeches, that has a broad effect on how we as a people um, deal with women or you know treat women. Because here is the president of the Philippines, here is the chief executive, the prime example, the person who we look up to, saying that women are trash or women shouldn't be respected. So you would expect that a lot of Filipinos are going to change or emulate that kind of treatment to women. Or if your president you know, discriminates gay people, then you don't really expect that Filipinos are going to treat um, gay people differently, right? So what I'm trying to say here is that speech or whatever the president says has a normalizing effect yeah. on our attitudes towards certain issues or certain topics. Whatever the president says, people will emulate. 
because he's the prime example. He's the chief executive. Yeah. He's the number one official. And what he says becomes official. It becomes basically law of the land. Yeah, and I guess, you know, it really is about us going back to our intention of putting these candidates, putting these public officials to a higher standard, right? Like bringing right. them back to a certain standard. Um, about speech, you know, we're, we're touching now about the importance of speech, especially during the electoral, electoral process. And we're, we're, we're talking about the candidates, right? Them engaging in this um, political discussions. How about the average Filipino? Like, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think um, should be the motivation? Like, should we engage in political discussions? Um, And if we do, what should be our motivation or intention for engaging in political discussions? Right. I think we should start by saying that not everybody has a bandwidth to deal with political discussions. First of all, nobody or not everybody has the time and energy to do research on mm-hmm. you know political issues. A lot of us or andami-dami Pilipino na nagbubuhay sa isang kahit at isang tukat. Do you really expect these Filipinos to go on Google and search and spend time like trying to digest and understand the issues at hand? No, right? I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of Filipinos will just get their news and info from, you know, passing situations or like you went to the CR for example during your break time and then somebody like says uh, something about a political candidate and then you get into like a funny discussion about VP Lenny said for example or what Duterte said and so so like these are sporadic situations you don't really expect a lot of people to like seek out political discussions like us mm-hmm. so so is not everybody has the time right, and energy. So maybe if you do seek out political discussions, I think you should start with trying to inform yourself about the topic or about the issues rather than just spitting out opinions that are uninformed. Um, it just blurs or it just muddles the discussion. If you just go online on Facebook on your free time and then you you, you see a, a react like you know you see a, an emotional post that tries to bait you into giving an emotional response and then you know you you become a keyboard warrior for like two hours before you sleep <laughs> without even like trying to understand and digest and do some research about the opinion but again I understand not everybody has the time and energy to do some research but if you don't have that time, then I would suggest to like restrain yourself from giving an opinion about it. So when you do seek out political discussions or you're not informed, then try to ask questions to inform yourself and gain knowledge rather than shoving your like uninformed opinion down other people's throats. I like that you made two observations here um, when you said that there could be a deliberate discussion happening, like you purposely seek out this sort of engagements with people. That it could also happen like um, spontaneously, like you didn't mean to talk about politics, but all of a sudden your boss brings it up, right? During your right. team huddle, right? right so right. you get you get 
put into these situations whether you like it or not. And I think my takeaway on this is that whether or not you're prepared, oh, sorry, whether or not you want to discuss politics, I think it pays to know the basic or like the baseline information, like keep yourself abreast. Because um, regardless, somebody's going to bring it up, whether you like it or not, right? And I like what you said that if you're not as well informed as you, you think you are, instead of like saying a comment, like un an unconscious comment right there, might as well restrain yourself. I mean, it, it's not, this is not some kind of like a test of your intelligence or a test of right. your acceptance to society, right? At the end of the day, you're still going to be, um, you're still going to have your rights. You can still vote, diba? Even if wala kang, wala kang say at that given moment about a certain particular political um, issue. Yeah, and I think this is a message we need to tell our viewers, our viewers, our listeners, that there is no shame in not knowing something. True. There is yeah. no shame. I mean, it, it would be better for you to just say you don't know rather than say something when you don't know. I mean, it's just creates a lot of confusion if you, you're you going to spit out all, all of these opinions that are like completely uninformed. You're going to say, for, for example, if you're going to argue about you know, divorce, you're anti-divorce because hindi ka papasok sa marriage without the, you know, like committing to it for life. I mean, like, sure. But a lot of the issues or a lot of the realities on the ground are hidden from you. Uh, experiences like people being abused by their husbands or people getting into forced marriages or marriages that do not have complete consent between two adults. These kinds of realities you need to be informed of before you even shape your opinion about divorce. Like, that's just one example of an issue that I think we should be we should know the data about or we should be informed about before we even yeah, talk about it. When you said about hidden realities, it actually is, um, it should be emphasized, I would say, because it's true. Like, you're not always, like, like the average person is not, you know, sitting, like not working for a specific LGU, for example, or not are not working directly with these organizations that deal with corruption or like child trafficking, for example, like issues in society. Um, so it really shelters us from these um, issues. And I think the theme here is about inclusiveness, right? Even though these is issues do not directly affect you, at the end of the day, it's it still has a trickle-down effect. like Because um, you're part of society. Um, whether you like it or not, um, these sets of um, phenomenon in our society, they affect you one way or another because a certain set of individuals or groups allow these, this to happen in our reality, in our shared reality. So it's just a matter of, I think, um, seeing the perspective of another. And that's why I would say even though... Um, political discussions are very, very messy. Um, as much as possible, don't turn a blind eye on it because 
you you probably are not seeing things um or your or your perspective on certain issues or certain matters might be just skewed to your own personal experiences right so that could happen but here's the thing what if the situation is that you know like you're put in a tough spot like you don't you're politically informed right but you don't want to be so outspoken about your political views let's just say in the workplace because there's tension there right it could affect yep. you there's like an underlying tone that you know this could affect my boss sentiment towards me if he knows that i do not share the same political view as his and it really shifts the dynamic in the workplace like i remember the last election there was like this kind of like dissing situation going on happening in facebook between duterte supporters and non-duterte supporters and when you go into the office you can just really feel the air <laughs> although it's not mentioned but you can really feel the div- the division like right it it's there like and it it is like nashay mga micro expressions of people dissing someone because they support Duterte versus not support Duterte. So I don't know, like, how do you deal? Like, what do you think? Um, how should we look at these kinds of dynamics, whether it's at work? Let's just say that's one thing that's very common, but also in our interpersonal relationships, like in your, like, you know, your family, for example. Like, ikaw ang black sheep. Ikaw ang di mo support ni BBM. <laughs> in this case. Or in mm. your, like, significant other doesn't vote for the same candidate as you. Like, ang sabay. Fully loaded kito siya nga question. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question, Joe. I mean, I've had situations where I needed to defend my stance or my choice of a candidate for so many times. I mean, I've had difficult situations where I needed to talk to a relative or I needed to call out the relative for their fake news or like having lunch and somebody brought up like a snide comment about the candidate I was supporting. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it's very taxing, number one. And it also tests your ability to restrain yourself from being, you know, from from bursting whenever these things happen. So, okay, how did I navigate these situations? Okay, when, when you're when the person is close to me, like if he's a relative or he's an office mate who I need to work with, for example, I try as much as possible to rein in a lot of the anger that like like rises up to my head. But of course, not everybody has that kind of, you know, restraint, uh, restraint, right? Um, but here is what I think is the ideal scenario. You would ask them calmly, parang candidate A said X, Y, Z. What is your source? Mm-hmm. Where did you find that? Oh, that's new information. Could you, sh- could you lead me towards your source? So I have this principle, I mean tactic, when, whenever I meet people who have differing opinions from me, I usually try to lead them, like ask them questions that lead them towards agreeing with me. 
<laughs> so it's like <laughs> instead of me pushing my opinion down their throat, I ask them questions and let them answer it until they realize, oh nga pala, no? Mali pala yung, mali pala yung premise ko. Or we've heard this in college. This is the Socratic method. This is like asking like questions back and forth until you reach a certain conclusion that yeah. either contradicts your first premise or supports your first premise. So this is Socratic method. This is even a, the scientific method, right? So instead of like just having this blind faith about what you believe or your opinion, I think it's always crucial. It's always better to continually ask yourself whether like continue to ask questions probing the assumptions for the premise. For example, I fervently believe that VP Lenny is, um, what do you call this? She is data-driven. So kung, so kung data-driven si VP Lenny, bakit dito sa divorce? Kahit na ang dami ng data na sinasabi about divorce, ganito pa rin yung stance niya. Anti-divorce pa rin siya. So, yeah, that's also trying to check yourself if you're still consistent with your beliefs or are you going towards fanatic territory already? So like, we don't yeah. want that, right? We don't want to create, um, we don't want to be blind supporters of any candidate, no matter how good they are or no matter how purportedly um, exemplary they are. So even I have uh, disagreements with VPLN. Well, it's good that you are aware of that, that, you know, you're not merely voting the person per se, but you're looking at the causes behind your vote where it should, where it truly matters, to be honest. Because the way I see it, these presidents and VPs, they're just a vehicle to what we truly want, which is change, you know, societal change. So they just deliver out these for us at the end of the day. They're not our saviors. They really aren't messianic in nature. Like they're just ordinary people we put in place who should deliver the work for us. Yet dapat. Like we shouldn't when we look at vote uh, voting, we shouldn't look at it like in terms of lang more personality lang ba? like who is more charismatic and stuff like that. Parang I understand um it's so easy. Um from a human psychology to get drawn to those, like the persona of the candidates. But at the end of the day, the intention really is to vote for people who can actually deliver, right? So that really is what it's about. But, um, you know, like backpedaling lang rar on what a few things you've said there. Um, and we're going to go back about your, your stance on Lenny's divorce, right? Like he, her stance on divorce and how that made you kind of conflicted in some way. But on a few points you've said, um, you mentioned, diba, like you want to explore your, your, someone's opin, uh, their opinions, their thought process, basically. Like you want to dissect until they agree with yours. I mean, I like how honest you were into saying that because it's very important, right? For me, engage with someone like do you want to just troll them do you just want to like piss them off like at the end of the day you should have a motive right like um for engaging with these people and it could be that that could be your motive motivation like you want people to see what you want to what what made you decide to vote for a certain candidate because of this and that and you want them to be more critical and stuff or you could 
just simply enjoy the political discussion, like get more information about it. I think at the end of the day, it's a matter of setting, like like what I've said, no, like there are situations wherein you're put into those spots wherein you really don't want to talk about politics, but you have to. I think it's important that you remind yourself, okay, kumag storya na malantag politics, what for? Right, so that you don't get sidetracked and it becomes personal na noam or personal attack na noaka because ingon anak bitaw. So I think that's that's one thing. Yep. Um, I've also had this experience with actually two people. One is I don't know him because I just like you know commented on his comment online, and the other with a person I know from Yipihai. So in the in both situations, they were like. You know, forcing the, like wrong assumptions about a certain candidate who I will not name, and then their main argument was that the current government or the current ruling class didn't really um, deliver in terms of the promise that they made, promises that they made during EDSA. Um, a lot of the things that were promised uh, during EDSA are still languishing in the backlog pile. Right, um, a lot of the things that we were fighting for um, pre-EDSA. Is still happening right now. So, what did I do? The first thing I did was to acknowledge that yes, I agree with you. There is so much corruption. There is so much cronyism still in our current government because it's gonna be stupid for me if I'm not gonna agree with that. I mean, sure, we have different stands or we have different political uh, candidates, but when they say something that is obviously correct. I think you should also agree and concede, so that you also find situations or you also also find points of agreement, and then you can start there. So we also discussed this na before in one of our podcasts when we said na um, when you have different views on things, it's always better, or when you have differences in general, it's always better to look for points of agreement or look for points of similarity. Because the point of similarity is the beginning or the initiation of meaningful discussions. Because if you're just going to start with disagreements or differences, then you're going to be stuck in debate land, where nobody's yeah. gonna agree. Everybody's just gonna, you know, be angry everybody's with each right. other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's right. So I think you need to like find some commonality. So going back to my experience, how did I navigate that? First, I said, yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly that a lot of the things post-EDSA um, or a lot of the promises um, post-EDSA didn't happen. And then it became, I think, the tension dissipated, kind of dissipated after that because it made them feel that they were heard. Yeah. Right? I couldn't just outrightly say, Dito to yan. Bobo ka. Stupido ka. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just muddles the, the uh, discussion. Instead of like making tactical concessions and say, may, may, may tama so what are we going to do moving forward? Do you get my drift? Yeah, yeah. Um, I totally know what you mean there. Ang ako agud is, kung sa mga nga klase nga approach, is this approach universal to all situations, all people you speak? To, or like do you have different approaches to depending who you're talking to where you're having these conversations I'd imagine it'd be a bit different if it was an online discussion 
through social media, for example, like Twitter or Facebook, versus to like having these dis discussions with friends over lunch or with your boss over lunch, you know, or with your family. Like if it was your mom and dad who, you know, obviously and explicitly um, vote for someone like BBM, you know, like how is that different? Yep. Very good question. I think the degree of separation matters when it comes to the meaningfulness of a discussion. So the more separated you are from the person, the less likely you are to engage in, uh, in a discussion that starts with empathy, right? Because, mm -hmm. for example, if relative mo siya, or family member mo, or friend mo, or you know, boyfriend or girlfriend mo, you need to backpedal a bit. Because anything that you say will affect your relationship. This is not just a trivial discussion or an academic discussion between peers or an academic discussion between professors or, you know, <laughs> colleagues. A lot of the things that you might say will affect your relationship in the future. So there's that. We need to acknowledge that. So I tend to be very agit when I talk to random people online. So... I agree. I mean, I acknowledge that. And I tend to be very <laughs> careful when I talk to relatives or friends or family members. So I think what I need to tell myself moving forward is <laughs> I need to take that empathy that I give my family members and put that online because we lack so much of that in the current atmosphere. I've been trying to do that in fairness to me. <laughs> I've and been how was to do it that for you? With, um, I'm still struggling. I, I need to I need to say that outright. I'm still struggling because I feel like a lot of the people I meet are just so willfully ignorant about the issues mm -hmm. that I couldn't really attribute it anymore to lack of research. Or like I could understand if you're working day and night almost more than 24 hours not having the time to eat not having the time to you know spend a few minutes reading on important issues but these are like some people out there are trolls they just don't have any intention of seeking common ground with you or seeking a meaningful discussion with you so i say you also need to distinguish between trolls and people who are genuinely um, you genuinely want to, you know, have a meaningful discussion with you. So when you when you face trolls, then troll them. I mean, <laughs> I would yeah. say troll them until kingdom come. Shame them for siding with people who pay pay them for. <laughs> I think uh, it's yeah. easy for like to handle those kinds of like demographics, the trolls, because you can just easily dismiss them, right? You know that this will not do me any good. Kumu engage ko ani pointless ragehapon, murag saput saputon ra ko sa kung adlaw. I think what I like with what you've said and what we should really emphasize is having these conversations with people you care about, also with people you know but are not very close with, but they they have you know dissenting opinions from yours. Because I've had this experience as well with the last election na. You know the person, you know they're smart, you know they have, you know, they, they, ha they share the same educational background as you. Or even better, like, diba? They're attorneys, mga But their voting thought processes are like, girl, sure, kajod. <laughs> if, 
kanang kanang maka-question ka ba sure you can iskwela ka dire i mean like maka makahunahuna kag mga ingon ana pud ba like it makes you question um why they vote the way they did or why they're choosing a particular candidate that they did um i think it's tricky with those kinds of situations because you create this sort of like dissonance nga the person you know who happens to be a very smart person <laughs> and voting for someone like this um, political candidate it really confuses you oh, is there something wrong with me or the world or unsaba so like how how do we kind of like look into that like because at the end of the day i think we're social teachers mentioned at the end of the day like we want to smoothen out our relationships um with people we know and we care about right so Ambut lang, para ni mo, like, ako, mo, ana, ako ang thinking rar, ha? Like, mo, ana na lang git kung, sige, baka kanilang isolated case, nag-dinugo nag lang git siya, or something like that, di ba? Like, siguro, wapa siya naabot sa kanag, kanang thought process pa. But, like, ikaw, like, how do you, do you kind of, like, dismiss it? Do, do you engage with that person? How do you do that? How do you deal with that? Yeah, I think, if you're a good person or if you're trying to be a good person, the ideal response would be to show empathy and give them the benefit of the doubt. But I would also not fault you if you're going to respond violently. I mean, I mean, we're also human. We also have our emotions. Sometimes things just blow up. So I wouldn't also judge you if you lack empathy for these kinds of people. But of course, the ideal scenario, which I also tell myself this, <laughs> is to always give them the benefit of the doubt and give them a chance to explain themselves or, you know, again, find common ground. Because a lot of the things that we disagree with is really just a matter of perspective and the fears. A lot of the things that we disagree with are rooted on certain, um, certain fears about the future or certain fears about the uncertainty of things, right? because we are not sure about how this is going to play out in the future, we bank on the things that we already know or we think we know. So we bank on the things that we are sure of or we think we're sure of, right? So again, <laughs> if you're going to ask me for advice, the ideal, the ideal um, response would always be through empathy. But I would, wouldn't also fault you or judge you, again, if you respond uh, violently because they're also human. I've had those situations. I mean, you, you probably you can like correct yourself in the future. I'm still trying to correct myself. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a learning process. It's true. Um, I think it's also um an opportunity for you to kind of like finesse how you respond to these things. Um, because it's easy to respond like you can respond nicely to things that are in your favor, right? But really, the true test for empathy and kindness is when you're actually dealt with a situation that is that questions your worldview or that kind of is conflicted with your worldview and it becomes personal, diba. So it's a tricky situation, but given, I'd say, ani it's a matter of balance, siguro, because if you really don't engage at all, you will never be able to practice that, right? Like, you will never be able to commit these sorts of outbursts, um, 
petty outburst and you won't also have the opportunity to kind of like explore intellectual discussions at the same time. So naangyod siya mga areas wherein you're not gonna respond very well and there will be situations wherein you're responding appropriately. And for me, it's a matter of like, you should still engage or you should still put yourself out there even though it's kinda kanang murag makatrigger gyud mo because how else will you learn if you don't actually expose yourself but also i would say nga like for me for example um my personal take is kaninga election wala gyud ko ni involve og any political discussions because decided naman ko. So for me, if mo apil ko ano ang mga discussions, it will just create noise and dili na siya bitaw purposeful. Murag, um, murag, para na ako mang good is, if nakakreate na ka of decision sa kung kinsay mong butaran, I respect that. If you're open to asking me why I'm voting somebody different from yours, I'm going to tell you why. Right? But I'm not going to go out of my way and kanang murag, um, create tension between us, right? If if decided na ka. Pero if ganahan pa ka magpaka-undecided, then I'll share to you why I am voting for this person. So it's more like that. Munang dili na kay kumu-involve sa unsa pa ng mga comments-comments sa Facebook. I've been there during the the last election with Duterte. And murar ako, ma-arp rako kay di siya good for your mental health. If so, yeah. I also think Jo, na there are certain comments online where we really need to respond to them because if you just if you just let them hang in the open without anybody correcting the information, a lot of people would be influenced by that wrong information. Right, right. So I think I think something that we could also explore in the future is the power of social media. And you know these tech giants in, in terms of informing or forming public perception or forming our opinions about political issues. A good question would be, what is their responsibility towards the social fabric, or what is their responsibility towards um, good, honest information? I mean, there needs to be some reckoning in the future in terms yeah. of fake news and fake information. Uh, we're not going to discuss that tonight, but I think that would be a good topic in the future. So, Joe, um, do you or do you not maintain relationships with people who you have different Actually, political views with? Good, good question, Shakai. You had that con- uh, you had that you touched that briefly ganina and I w- at the back of my head I was really thinking na ba dream mga magbuwag tungod aning election or na ba ka ng mga friendships nga mahuman tungod aning election or mga promotion nga di madayon because of the election like it could happen right but I don't know the like we don't know the numbers I don't know if it's been studied but for me um my take is face mangud siya. Like, it's a particular season in our lives. Like, ang, ang kanisya nga election ba. Morag, um, it, it kind of, morag, it really isn't, how would I say this? It doesn't fully define the quality of your relationship with these individuals. Like, I cannot just disown my parents for voting Marcos, right? Like, at the end of the day, they're still my parents. Like, they speak 
they play a they play that role in my life but i think the way i look at this is like what you said um it's a, an exercise to be more empath uh, empathic towards these people who have dissenting opinions and to kind of really be i don't know what to say with this but how to say this but kanang Siguro open-minded lang ka, like, kanang, dili lang ka, you put, you don't, morag, you don't circle yourself with people who share the same opinions as you. Because at the end of the day, you really don't see the full picture um, if you are just skewed to a particular um, side, right? So, it pays to have these people in my life nga who don't share um, the same political views as I do because then I could have a different view of these things. But, kana lang, naalam po yung mga instances nga, I think especially when, 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 when you're having conversations with people you care about and you just really want them to like, be on your side, um, the sentiment is there. But, kana, it's, it's something I have learned through the years um, na you have to be accepting side of the opposition. Um, especially from people you have high esteem for or you care deeply and you're closely related with. So, kanasha. But also at the same time, Sandrar, <laughs> I take that opportunity to kind of educate them na if mauni lahang decision, these are the repercussions. So, um, like what I said to my parents, if they're gonna vote for Marcos and something happens to me, if he wins, it's on their conscience. <laughs> mga mga ingon anak alinya. Pa simply lang pero kana. You know what I mean. <laughs> Parang ganon. Right. For me, I think it depends on the level of toxicity that it will create in your relationship. Um, if the issue is something as crucial as your identity, for example, if I have a relative who is completely against gay people. I wouldn't probably ask their opinion on things. Sure, we're relatives. Sure, we have dinners together. Um, we occasionally meet each other during special events. But I don't pick their brains on issues that concern me. I mean, yeah, you just exist in my world, but I don't care for your brain. There are lots of people who we disagree with. We can be civil with them. We can be. This is not about being plastic, or this is not about ungenuine or disingenuous about how we live our lives. I think you can be civil to these kinds of people, but you don't keep them close. Detach lang ka. Uh, yeah, so probably if some of my friends or one of my friends had, you know, like if they voted for this particular candidate who we know is like um, historically a plunderer or like despite all of the facts given to them, they still vote for this person. I would really reconsider our friendship because it also calls it calls into question a lot of the things that he believes about our relationship, right? So if you're just going to allow a lot of injustice to, to happen in the world, then what will happen in the future if that same kinds of issues will happen to the both of us? So if our friendship was faced with those kinds of um, crucial issues, then that will inform my um, opinion about how that's going to play out. So for me, I ju I'll just keep them at arm's length. I won't cancel them. I won't judge them. You know, the ideal, again, the ideal 
scenario would be to not judge them, give them the benefit of the doubt, be, em- be empathic, et cetera, et cetera. But I won't keep them close to the point that I that their opinions will matter to my life. Mm-hmm. But I, well, you don't hold weight or you don't hold water yes. in the way I live my life. So you live your life, I live my life, and let's be civil with, with each other. Let's be decent human being, beings, and I won't um, ask your opinion about things. That's it. One of the reasons why that's a good approach is studies actually show that, you know, people are mostly decided among good whom they vote. Like, they already are preconditioned ba who they're gonna vote. And the campaigns are just actually there to kind of, like, perpetuate their preconceived um, notions of a particular candidate. So Confirmation bias. Yes, confirmation bias siya ba? Like, kanang, especially, like, the way I look at it, for example, like, um, there's such a thing in political psychology that two clauses argued daw na ang affect sa kanang voting sa so sa tao. One is social identification. And social identification is very, very, um, it weighs heavy on our voting um, tendencies because we tend to vote for someone who really are close to our demographics. So like, for example, there was a time nga ka nang, nagsigit siya kung huna-huna, ano mo butar man yun yung comparison sa Martin Marcos? Oy? Like after everything, I've I've told them about the Marcos regime. And it matters because they were born during the 1960s. And they didn't really had any direct um, experiences with martial law. Um, they did not suffer um from Marcos regime, they, they they were not victims in short. And they have very, murag, naskewed na ang ilahang kuan ba, ang ilahang pagsabot sa Marcos regime. Kay. Especially pag you, they grew up in the provinces, in the Visayan provinces, wherein, matod pa sa ilahang mga katiguangan, lahi iragyud tong panahon ni Marcos. Hindutud kayong Pilipinas. Maudyud ang ilahang nadakaan, so to speak. And so when I try to educate them about, you know, what truly happened during that period in time, di good siya musink in sa ilaha because they grew up with a different worldview. And and I think that's something we have to, you know, acknowledge when when we're having these political discussions na maybe it's a lost cause to begin with. Having murag mangusog jud ka o pausabib sa opinion sa imuhang mga katiguangan who when, you know, like traditional views versus modern views, right? Like, Kana ba? Like, murag, imuha na siyang i-acknowledge. And second daw nga ka ng um, motivation or ka ng murag, um, sitawag ani, ka ng precursor to voting is I want to maintain cognitive consistency. So, if you, murag, if you have a worldview of yourself na traditional ka, conservative ka, you're more, more likely gonna lean towards a candidate who have the same perspective or principle as you because you want consistency there and that's why i kind of like the fact that you point out about katunganina about me lenny ba who has like even given the data that she that that she has or we have about divorce she's still voting no for for that right because it creates that level of confusion or confliction for a voter like someone like you like how do you deal with that level of inconsistency? Like, you know you like this person. 
like you you like their track record you know that they they have the best intention if they're gonna as they run for the office but there are certain um causes or certain movements that you don't see eye to eye that kind of like makes you question am i am i on you know am i citing the right person am i not seeing the full picture with when it comes to this candidate or what have you so um i've never been in those kinds of position wherein kanang dili ko like conflicted ko um but in your situation or or maybe because i was just not that informed that's why i have i had i didn't see any sort of like very minimal or inconsistencies na ako nakitaan but with you or because you know i would say that you're the type of person who's um abreast with different social issues like you keep yourself up to date to those things and you have political stances on those things like how do you deal with that kind of level of inconsistency right and we need to acknowledge that questioning ourselves that's not a natural thing it's not something that you just you know are born with we naturally want to be you know as you said consistent with the things that we grown up with with, the, with our belief systems so the first thing we need to acknowledge is telling somebody the contrary of what they believe is not just about informing them about the world it also calls into question a lot of the relationships that they built on those beliefs right so if i'm going to tell a catholic person that hey jesus is actually you know a fraud or christmas was actually you know just a pagan belief that the catholic church um repurposed in order for pagans to um or, or be evangelized as catholics it does not just stop at information people don't just accept this and say that oh that's an interesting topic or that's an interesting information no it also calls into question the situations or the people you've met because of these beliefs so go back to your to, to the time you spend christmas with your family and all the traditions and culture that you built around the christmas tree opening gifts happy moments la 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 la, la. and then somebody says hey christmas is actually just a capitalist ploy so that we could buy gifts so you get hurt because it calls into question a lot of the good experiences or the good relationships that you built around the christmas tree you, right. you're going to ask diba you're going to ask yourself it's all been a lie I've, all <laughs> the times that i've opened the christmas present to, to feel happy and be merry and be gay all of those times were just a lie so diba so again going back to the point even in political discussions or as with political discussions if you're going to point out something that is contrary to the belief systems that they grew up with a belief system that they've created relationships with communities with societies then of course they're going to resist against that right. there there's actually um a podcast about this um neuroscientist discussing that he gave the exact example of christmas and like it's a pagan belief and then and then this neuroscientist says you're hurting me right now <laughs> so diva like, even even yeah. really well informed people like neuroscientists would resist those kinds of information because it calls into question fundamental things about our humanity which is to be social 
animals, social beings. We need to have like you know some sort of grasp of our social circles. So that do I take it as like you kind of like at the onset, ma personally attack ka when when something contrary is pointed out to you or. But yes, I think we we can assume that as a beginning premise, parang we should always expect that these people will be offended if what you inform them is contrary to their belief systems. So yeah, I think it goes back to our point earlier that we need to tread carefully, especially if these people are close to you or you've built a life with them. I mean, if you've built a life with your partner for 30 years and then just because of a political candidate, you have different political candidates, you're just going to end the marriage. I, I mean, like, Um, or sure. <laughs> like or kabuwago na gid na sila pero ngita lang sila gbikil nya ila lang gigamit right. ang election <laughs> as a reason pwede na siya right diba? right or, okay let's not talk about couples let's talk about your family <laughs> let's talk about your parents so if your parents have different political opinions as you i mean it's going to be really hard for you to like sever ties to them right because they're, they're yes. going to be part of your life regardless So, you know, it's probably easy if it's like a random troll on, online. Then it could be very easy for, for you to just dispose them. But it becomes really difficult for people who you've built a life with. So, yeah. try I carefully. really like that you acknowledge the fact that it's natural human tendency to be offended. Right? Like, ma-offend ka if someone... Um, challenges your belief system or your worldview because it's true like ma-question ma- everything that has in relation to you and in relation to others right and this creates a lot of stress for most people I think siguro kita murag ma-chill-chill na tagamay like madadara na to but for people who actually experience real stress because of the elections what do you think Like, do you have any ideas? Like, what tips can you give to people like them who take, who gets really affected nga about this? Like, it really affects them day to day. Say mo kang ma advice, like to minimize the stress or what have you. Mm. I won't pontificate or preach. You know, do yoga. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I won't like preach, you know, meditative things because I don't really have a good grasp of meditation. But maybe I could tell you that I think you can start with acknowledging that not all problems are for you to solve. You are limited. Yeah. I mean, this is also a practice in humility. Um, why do we get affected when? Uh, certain situations just don't go our way. It's because we have this belief that we can't fix the things that we want to fix or we can't change the things that we want to change. So this is this is some sort of expectation management right. that you need to do with yourself. Now, some things are really just out of your control um, and that's okay right. because you're only human. Um, not Not everybody will be open to your suggestions um not everybody will agree with you so maybe just celebrate the battles you do win right and you know just take what you can 
from what you put out there in the world. Kana like what like any if the situation turns out like you mentioned right na kind of understanding that you're not gonna win in all instances. So kani personal question ani unsa may mahitabo nimo if VP Lenny doesn't win. How do you right. how would you react? So first of all, I'll probably be very sad. I don't know if I'm gonna be depressed, but I won't I won't predict that because I'm not a I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll probably be very down. Um I don't know how I'm gonna react exactly. Um probably I'm gonna cry. Uh, maybe. Maybe I'll cry. Um maybe I'll go to therapy. <laughs> um I'll probably read books. I'll probably try to make sense of it and I'll probably need to process it. It needs to be processed. It needs time to like sink in. Um of course, I need to heal. Um because I've like risked a lot of things on this. And I think more circle back pud siya sa katong gingon nimo ganina nga we we also take into account the fear as an ingredient for for voting for our voting reasons diba so kana pud it could probably you could probably react in a way bang more of my fears are coming into realization right diba nga things are gonna turn out for for the worst so those could happen when that happens and i think it's very important that we acknowledge this as a community because I feel like with the whole circusry of the elections, it gets blurred. Like we forget that it's a human being at the end of the day. Like you're having political discussions with nga kanang sure lingaw sometimes ang mangaway sa kanang with regards to kanang mga ingana ba kanang diba sometimes makarried away ang mga tao. Yes. Yeah. It is fun. It is fun. Oh. <laughs> diba? No shock, actually. Oh. Murag, they take a high. They get a high out of it. And it's fun now while we're discussing it. But when it when when the results come in and we see the what we see the manifestations of our discussions ba na, Oh, so kaniyang nadaog tawa tarun ingana diba it becomes real like um and and i think we have to respect the fact that kanang people like you will be really affected ana because you have an understanding of how it gonna place out if a certain candidate actually wins right or doesn't win para makaibaw murakaibaw ka ba nga Kaya na nakakaroon sa wala pa ni nahita po, like wala pa ang election na miss opportunity jud na siya if dili makadaugay mo ang candidate, right? So, I think that's one thing we have to be mindful of as well when we're we're talking about the electoral process and not just kind of look at it as on a surface level bang lingaw ni sometimes ang kaning mga political discussions and whatnot, but they actually have tangible effects on people, you know. 
ka ng, like people like you, like they could actually affect you emotionally once the results happen. So yeah, I think one, yeah. I think it's important to point out as well that the election is not the end all and be all of the political process or the political, um, or our political life. Our political life is a continuous um, struggle. So after the elections, even if BP Lenny wins, the battles are still there. Yeah. When BP Lenny wins, I'll still probably lobby for divorce. I'll still lobby for same-sex marriage. I'll still lobby for a lot of the things that currently she doesn't agree with. So there are so many things we still need to fight for, even if she does win. Even more if she loses. And I hope she does not. I <laughs> make God. Um, but my point here is the election is not the end of things or the, it's not the end of our political participation we need to go beyond elections we need to go beyond our screens the fight is out there lumabas ka lumaban ka true i think mas stressful lang siya because it has become a kind of more central uh, discussion ba for most of us who cares about the nation the welfare of the nation because it's really is the highlight um we're we're having these discussions because at the end of the day it's gonna affect the future you know not just our future but you know the generations to come and we've been needing this kind of change for a long long time like we've always wanted a good president right and though people say you can never have a perfect president that's very true but you at least want someone who has the qualifications for it like um not just someone who can read, read and write. So it really matters. And that's why we're having this discussion right now as much as, you know, we, you know most people don't want to talk about politics, but we're called to do so. The situation called us to do so. Um, it's important that we remain informed. And when it comes to electoral stress, it's very normal. I think um, you can probably practice limiting yourself to certain news from time to time or like your your consumption with when it comes to politics right that's something you can you have control over like limit it on a day-to-day but still remain informed with your political decisions that's what's very important and be intentional with your engagements i think that's what we've been really emphasizing throughout this discussion that whether you like it or not political matters will pop out in in our lives in our day-to-day discussions it could be um said so casually like a joke perhaps but it's important that you you're aware where that person is coming from when they bring this up and be intentional with your engagements with these kinds of discussions so yeah kana lang mindfulness babalik pa rin tayo sa mindfulness wherever whichever area in life we're talking about like kind of good um it like it for me when you're intentional um it really brings you far in it makes your it makes your discussions meaningful like what you've said right really good discussion (laughs) (laughs) so yeah on that note 
Um, it's been an hour and a half already. <laughs> wow. Why? <laughs> we should shorten these podcasts. No, but, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we we kind of we kind of really are we really find this as a necessity man side from time to time sa tong katabian we really have to have these discussions yes, <laughs> and i'm just really yes. happy and we have this podcast as an outlet right. right i agree and i think it's also this is i mean this is a really important um topic uh, we are in it right now so i understand why we're so passionate about it So, yeah, I'm really happy we had this discussion. Me too. And so, makita na tayo ni May. <laughs> <laughs> makita na nato ni ang katag inig kamayo 2022. Um, I'm um I'm I'm actually not scared about how this this um election is gonna happen. To be honest, lang at first there were some jitters, but I feel like how whatever is um the result may be even though it's not gonna be in line with with my personal vote um or personal preferences i think at the end of the day Murag, um i hope that we've become more educated or something will turn out Murag, better for us na we'll probably learn our lessons finally after Kilaka decades and finally fingers really, crossed fingers crossed fingers crossed and finally really understand kana kana mga fake news like really have healthy boundaries against it diba? hopefully hopefully anyway that has been our first episode since in a while so we really thank our listeners for sticking with us this long. <laughs> Just to hear <laughs> us talk about these things. Ni man tami ko ano mga political analysts like hello. But yeah, we're we're very thankful and I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something and um and practice what you know what you've learned out in this kanangko in this episode. Hopefully na muna katulan. <laughs> Yeah, ho- hopefully we did do justice, like in in, in navigating these um, these difficult situations. I don't presume that a lot of the things that we said are doable. <laughs> a lot of those are um, really difficult to do. I I suppose, like humbling yourself and being empath- empathetic. Yeah, are things that that don't come naturally. So it's a learning process and I hope we can practice it every day. I'm still practicing it. I'm still struggling with it. So I understand if you also do. If you if you also if you already do it, then kudos to you. I applaud. I applaud your your wisdom. True. But that's it guys. Thank you so much and we look forward to sharing another content with you next time. Bye.